Hey everybody, welcome to Two Non-Doctors. I'm Liz Mealy. I'm Maria Shahada. We are stand-up comedians. Stand-up comedians that are currently jobless because of the coronavirus. We're finally going to be the doctors our mothers wanted us to be. Is there anything that we don't know? A lot, actually. We have a lot of questions. Uh, We have a lot of answers. All of them wrong. But we do have access to... Google. And a vet. Oh yeah, my mom's a vet. She knows some stuff. We have to do this So every once in a while, we're going to invite her on. No, we don't. We're going to actually use this. (laughs) Welcome to Two Non-Doctors. Yay. Welcome to Two Non-Doctors. I'm Liz Mealy. I'm Maria Shahada. Before we get into stuff, as you know, you should be subscribing if you haven't already subscribed to us. Um, Rate us. Yes, please. Review us. We have, I think we have over 40 reviews and I love them. I haven't seen them. I can't see them because I'm in the UK. So she has to like... She has to send them to me, and she's not sending them to me. <laughs> it's just, I don't know what that is, but they divide it by country, and so she can't see the American reviews. And then I read them. If you're them. in the UK, leave us the iTunes review, please. Cause, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. UK people, you need to get on your shit. So America. Well, so Maria one guy left better. a review that said, good. Can we just erase this? Can we, can, we get, can we get some more like nicer ones in? <laughs> um, fill our hearts with your lovely rates and reviews. Um, it's sadly, I think it's only iTunes and Stitcher that lets you do that. Um, and then, oh, we have a Patreon. Um, please, uh, look into our tiers. We have one as cheap as $3 goes all the way up to a million dollars. I don't know if that's true. And, um, their birthdays are coming up. Yeah. I think that's our bond you, is that we're just, because we're two babies. days apart and, and birthday days, we came out, we can <laughs> We came out in this June situation. Really, it's our parents deciding to have sex whenever they did. What was it? October? It sounds like they were just like, Halloween's for losers. (laughs) Our parents were cool rebels. Didn't need Halloween or candy. And then we came out. Did you, uh, are you a birthday planner? Did you do stuff? I mean, I kind of did, I guess. My, so my roommate's birthday is June 7th. And he never really does anything, but we were planning because this was like a big one for him this year. So a round big number um, um, that I'm not allowed to say. Um, but we were gonna go. We were gonna go to Italy together. We were gonna like plan a trip. Wait, you together were gonna go to Italy with your sport. flatmate, your roommate? Yeah. No, well, I mean, a little bit. <laughs> like <'cause laughs> I wanted to go to Greece, but um, I oh, I want to go to Greece. I'm dying. Like I'm not dying. But I, that be, I haven't been to the like Greek Isles yet. I've been to Athens, but I haven't been to the Greek Isles. And uh, and if you'd have gone to Italy, a like, I mean, could I have come? Because I'm here in London. Yeah. Okay. Course. Thanks. That's all I yeah. wanted to know. But B, like, wouldn't your boyfriend be like, why are you you're going to Italy with your roommate? Like, wouldn't he just be a little weirded out? By I've that? lived with him for ten. I've lived with him for ten years. The time to have been weirded out was many years ago. Okay. Before we met, okay. I that I mean, he's my roommate, like, and my best friend. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. But you know what I mean, like, he's my roommate. (laughs) We've had four fights so far, and we're only two minutes into this. All kinds of eggshells right now. You're like, oh wow, look at just walking. New topic is why Liz is a friend whore. (laughs) Let's talk about it. Hey, you said it. Uh, M-, M actually called me, my little sister called me a, a friend stealer. So my other roommate, because uh, this is New York City and you have to have at least sure. four. Um, my other roommate is my little sister's best friend from college. And I've lived with, with him for five years now. So I've lived with Chris for 10 and I've lived with John for five. And my we were actually talking about this the other day with John. Um, he goes, oh, when I told your sister, because my sister moved to L.A. with her now husband, 
when I told your sister I was going to move in with you, she was like, oh, well, that's nice. And like kind of just walked away. And I was so confused. And I was like, oh, John, that has nothing to do with you. My sister says I've stolen all her friends. And I, she just knew we were going to be besties now, which we are. <laughs> and that my sister would be pissed. But like, I, ha- I, ha- I, f- I collect friends. I like people. I'm a people yeah. person. I didn't realize yeah, it. All right. I'm, I'm feeling less, I feel like and less special people. as this episode goes on. Um, Shut up. <laughs> I love you. You would have come to Italy. You would have like been like, June babies. You would have like opened the doors of Italy. <laughs> <laughs> no, Greece is on my list for, for two reasons. One, one, I almost did a bunch of gigs in Athens. And it was just happened to be the same time that I got offered gigs in the Netherlands. And they were better paid. And I more it was four cities in Netherlands and just one city for four days in Athens um or four gigs but in one place so I was like I'd rather go to more places than stay in That's one crazy. place I'm the but then th- <clears throat> but, go on. but then that gig never came about again oh. like I've been trying to get to Athens ever since and then of course my second reason is they have a lot of stray cats and I just want to go be a cat photographer oh right that's half the reason I want to go back to Japan there's all these little like cat islands and like little towns in Japan where they like worship one cat and I'm just like I just want to go I want to be famous enough, rich enough, financially stable enough that I can have a hobby of cat travel, like cat photography travel. <laughs> That's the goal. Okay. If you were wondering what my my birthday dream wish is. Okay. <laughs> for funsies. Yeah. Or somebody could pay me. Well, I think somebody would pay you for that. If you put together a book of cat stuff and like like mixed it with stories of your travels, mixed I with was... people like actually liking your stand-up, I think you could actually get paid for that actually one of my nice I got a birthday gift from my friend Amanda and she took all my cat pictures from Instagram and she made a card out of it and then on the back it says uh world of cats by Liz Mm. Mealy yeah I'm gonna have to have to start putting together a book of all of Liz Mealy's best friends I guess yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh world of whore friendship (laughs) um we have so many emails I feel bad that we've let them pile up we no. got someone wrote to us. <laughs> but we actually, I mean, that's the funny thing is that we were talking about it the other day. You're just like, what do you mean we have a lot of emails? And then you check the email and you're like, God damn it. I was like, yeah, no, I kind of let them pile up a little bit and that's on me. Yeah, um, I was just like, no one likes us. No, I was like, <laughs> I was like, like they, emails in the they, they do, but like, I have my personal email. I have like my booking email, like, <laughs> but I do love no, it. No, me, I've got nothing going on. D- don't you say that, Muffin. Okay, <laughs> uh, this email is from Dirk. It says, hi, Maria. Hi, Liz. I'm a philosopher, so I read and write a lot, which is something you more or less do naturally on your own. I enjoy this wide inner space for myself most of the time. However, after a while, nothing feels as good as going out and meeting people again. Then I become an extrovert for a short while and only want to be around others. So I guess I recharge as a social being when I'm around other people, only to recharge then again mentally when I'm getting back into the books. Does this fit anyhow? Does this fit anyhow with the extrovert introvert scheme? You know what's interesting about that? I still think he's an introvert. Like I'm not I'm no expert at this stuff, but a part of me is like, yeah, I also have yearnings to be around others and socialize but I to me the full definition of an extrovert or introvert is how you charge not what you enjoy doing because I don't think introverts don't enjoy being around others it's just if 
being around others can drain you as opposed to being around others recharge you. I want to like mix you saying, I have a yearning, 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 yearning. yearning. Yeah, no, and then we make a, like a beat out of it. <laughs> uh, no, I think everybody's a little bit bivert. Um, yeah. I, uh, I think everybody's on the scale somewhere. Yeah. I don't think, I mean, I think like anything it's, there's very few people that are completely introverts or completely extroverts. extroverts. I think you, it's where you kind of live is naturally more to the, to the left or the right of each thing. But for me, I think, I, I think it has to do with how you recharge, not what you enjoy doing, because I, I identify very heavily as an introvert and still want to be around my friends and see them and stuff. It's just that like, I can't be out with my friends for five hours and then go meet up with more friends and be out with other friends for five hours. It's like, if I'm out with friends for five hours, I need like a day, two days, maybe a couple of days off <laughs> as opposed to, I think the opposite, which is if somebody is alone for like five hours, they're like, I need to be around people. And then being around people is the thing that makes them feel better, feel rejuvenate it gets them excited so I don't yeah maybe I'm being judgy but I can't imagine a philosopher is uh extrovert naturally (laughs) well I think the extroverted philosophers are the comedians (laughs) oh look at Um, you Dirk you're in the wrong profession yeah let me teach you about jokes like like Dirk I I recharged both ways also so I don't know maybe most people are like that um and just fall a little heavier into one category or the other but for the most part, most people find joy in both. Yeah, I don't think I don't think you have to pick a lame Dirk. I think I think it's just we try to make things very black and white because it's easier to break down and describe to people. But I think people are always kind of a mix. I also think you can change. Like I think I was. I think honestly, I was more introvert when I was younger just because of being shy or or um, feeling misunderstood. And as I kind of grew into my own and felt more comfortable with myself, I became more extroverted just from feeling more connected to people. I think therapy has made me more extroverted where I, in a sense, I just feel the time I spend with people, the right people, you know, all my all my best friends. Um Really? Uh, no. Okay. Um, you sort of treat everybody. Yeah. No. I'm. <laughs> I'm there. I'm listening. I'm taking it in. I'm making notes. I'm making notes. I'm deciding. Do you remember how that guy called you out when we did that show together, and he called me out because you were talking about how your best friend Amanda helped you out, or like. You know, oh yeah. You and then I got up and I said that you know like my best friend Liz who was just on, and they were like, well, some guy was like. Yeah, well, she said she had a different best friend. I was like, yeah, I know. I, was sit- I sat in the back. I, I was chewing. <laughs> I heard that. Well, there's but. a part of me that's like, there's, I feel like girls have more friendships. And then there are also, I can't say the word, car, carment, car, how do you say the com- compartmentalize? Thank you. That was never going to come out. I was like, <laughs> thank you. But they're like in little, like, you know, I have the people I went to college with. I have like a bestie from college and I have a bestie from high school and then I have a bestie from comedy. All right. Uh, you know what? Let's change course here. Um, Sorry, Derek. Thank you for writing. You're the best. Um, <laughs> thank you for writing it. <laughs> <laughs> we love emails. It's going to start uh, riots. And I don't know stuff. what to tell you, but now that we've, we've got it on record, you're going to have to lose all your other best friends. Like we're the, we're the best friend friendship. Yeah. No, we have a podcast together. These, this yeah, is real. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Okay. 
Okay. Um, <laughs> Googles? What'd you Google, Muffin? I, I Googled, um, why do mosquitoes bite some people more than others? Ooh. Because, like, uh, I was talking to somebody recently. Like, so, like, some people just don't get bitten by mosquitoes. I get bit a lot. I get eaten alive. Yeah. So it's down to a few factors. Um, one being carbon dioxide. So, like, it they they can sense carbon dioxide. And so I guess if, like, you're out running, that's one thing. Uh, people who simply exhale more of the gas over time, generally larger people. So that doesn't really fit into either of us. Yeah, it's one of the reasons why children get bit less often than adults on the whole. I was just, no, I was I'm covered in we're, bites. I'm like I was gonna say we're the size meal. of children. I just don't yeah. understand. So that's why exercise and metabolism, like lactic acid, all that stuff, they they smell you. They smell your sweat when you oh. when you skin but what about, bacteria. But what about when you're like sitting by a campfire? Like that's what I don't understand. Is like I'll go upstate and hang out with my friends, just regular friends. Um, but like so so traditionally for fourth of july we'll go upstate they you know they have a farmhouse and they have a bunch of animals and they have a pool and we'll just kind of like chill and barbecue and what have you you know normal fourth of july stuff but i'll get truly eaten alive it's usually don't you feel like it's usually your ankles which makes it again weirder that they're saying kids don't get bit but i feel like it's like my ankles in my my arm yeah it addresses that so let me get to it okay so yeah so uh bacteria having lots of bacteria on your skin is actually they'll bite you less so it's like you and i we must have just a single source of bacteria on our skin um Mm. but this this also might be why mosquitoes are especially prone to biting ankles and feet they naturally have more robust bacteria colonies okay (laughs) so is it like so like okay i don't understand (laughs) You don't understand? Yeah, I just don't understand. Like, I don't feel like my ankle is the dirtiest part of me. I don't know why you would have more robust bacteria on your ankle, but that... I can understand feet. I feel like feet are like bacteria. Do you want to argue with Smithsonian Smithsonian Mag? (laughs) I just feel like they need to break that down more and that they didn't add any clarity to my life. Um, I know I feel it's bad when like your Googles actually present more questions than answers. Yeah. Um, We're going to have to get an 12 ounce beer. Beer can um, attract mosquitoes. A 12 ounce bottle of beer because drinking increases the amount of ethanol excreted in sweat or because it increases body temperature. Neither of these factors were found to correlate with mosquito landings, making their um, affinity for drinkers something of a mystery. Okay. Why'd you present it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, I always heard they like sweet people, which I eat a lot of sweets. And I was just like, well, that's it. Mystery solved. That makes sense. They're just addicted to sugar. Yeah. Um, and I'm just pre- like, so pre- am I. Me and mosquitoes. Best friends. <laughs> uh, pre- pregnancy. Uh, just again, more carbon dioxide. Uh, clothing color. Dark colors attract mosquitoes. Oh. And finally, genetics. Blame my parents. Um, I always blame my parents. They did this. I'm I'm always the person that gets bit. Like when I had bed bugs, like they always say that they pick one person. And so, you know, I was the one that got bit, not my boyfriend. Mosquitoes. I'm always the one that like, I'm also the one where I'm like, I think I did fine. And then I wake up the next day and I'm just covered like fully. I think that when you don't realize that you're getting eaten alive and then the next day you're just like an itchy, sad mess. Yeah. Um, I, I well up. You've seen my arms when I've had mosquito oh, bites. Yeah. It, like it's frightening how big my arms swell up. But do you think that's like an allergy to. Yeah. Oh, 
Which is great because we're going to talk about allergies later. That so. is. We're so good. Yeah. Um, what did you Google? Okay. My Google is can you die from sharing food with a mouse? Which almost okay. sounds like a storybook. Like when you give a mouse a cookie. Like I know. You- I'm picturing you and a mouse at the table <laughs> yeah. um, sharing I- a spaghetti like one spaghetti yeah. noodle. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a it's a, a Disney rom-com that I'm having with a mouse. Um yeah, I don't know why I googled it in such a beautiful two animals come together to share a meal kind of way, but we <laughs> we have a mouse problem. Um his name is I hate you and why are you here? That's his full name. Um I love it. So, my cat hasn't lived with me now for 2 years and that breaks my heart, but I'll be honest, the mouse was there when she was living with us and she did a shit job. Like she used to be a great mouse hunter and she's old now. I mean, she's 15 and I need to be kind to her old age. She does have arthritis, Um, but she did shit. And so we got traps. They also did shit. So I guess it's all the same, but like for the winter, which weirdly enough, it was gone. I don't know if it had like it wintered somewhere. Like it has like a winter home I don't know, but it wasn't around. And then two weeks ago, it comes back and I'm going back and forth from my boyfriends and my place. So if I'm home, I'm like, guys, let's make sure we don't have dishes in the sink and let's make sure there's no food on the counters. But then, of course, I'm not home and I'm not cleaning up after my roommates and there's food out. So, you know, my roommate's throwing out his bread. He's throwing out stuff or we'll see little holes and we'll be like, little stupid mouse. So. I don't leave my food out, so I don't feel like I have to worry about dying, but I love my roommates, and I don't want them to die. So I kind of was like, (laughs) what is the danger of if they don't – because, like, sometimes you don't realize they ate the food. Like, I want to be like, with the amount of plastic they are eating, shouldn't that kill them? That probably should have been my Google because, like, I've seen it eat tinfoil. I've seen it eat plastic. But – I guess there, so they, there's, there's minor symptoms of just sharing food with mice, which is just like kind of getting whatever little disease they have, which could be like headaches, fever, vomiting, diarrhea. And then there's like bigger infections, which can result to like meningitis, liver failure, kidney damage, death. But like, yeah, so I knew it was kind of serious. Like people aren't like, I don't share food with mice because you have to be this high to have a meal with me. Like there are like... I just know from his history speaking that rat and mice are the reason that we have like the black plague or like, you know, some of these bigger things, the bigger issue. And that's why, like, I don't know if you have it in London, but in New York city, we have, uh, like food ratings, like, or restaurant ratings, but that mostly has to do with cleanliness, like bugs and rodents and stuff. And that's also why, so like, you know, my favorite cat is bodega cats and bodega cats are literally a natural, uh, pesticide that's what they do they they keep vermin vermin away they they keep pests away sometimes just by being there so just the the um what do you call it not their presence is a deterrent yeah but it's like their pheromones so just cat pheromones like like will kind of send an alert like hey a cat lives here but then they're still brave mice because they you know they're hungry and they don't want to die so then just cats you know playing with them and killing them is also but that's literally why most bodegas have cats but like most bodegas have packaged food so it's not a big deal you can't really have a cat in a restaurant for the most part because other issues so um it is like I knew like mice droppings are a problem but I guess my my worry was like 
a mouse eats a little bit of your bread and then you eat that bread, are you going to die? And they're kind of like, not really, but you could. And really the issue is mouse droppings, which I did find them like on the counter. And I kind of told my roommates, I was like, hey, we have to clean more. Hey, Hey guys, we need to clean more and we need to get rid of this mouse. But there's like a whole, I mean, I can't even say all of these things. Like there's like dander and hair allergies. So you could like just be allergic to like mouse and rat dander. Then there's lepitoriasis, which is like a bacterial infection. Literacis, I can't say any of these. Uh, rat bite fever, that's one I can say. And then the biggest one that everybody talks about is the hant- the hantaviruses, which is like really bad. Like that's the one where it looks like flu-like symptoms. Honestly, it kind of sounds like the coronavirus. Um, but like, again, it's like because of, um, what do you call it? Uh, droppings and stuff. But it's internal bleeding is a hallmark symptom of this virus. Um, it's transmittable by food or airborne. So that's why like sweeping up, like you need to be careful sweeping up droppings or whatever, like you're supposed to use bleach. Like it's like, it's one of those things that's like, it's actually kind of pretty serious. So I definitely wanted to get rid of this mouse in general, but like Googling this actually kind of put a little blinder, you know, fire under my butt that I was like, we need to take care of this mouse. And I tried to do it where you capture it and release it. Like we had a pest control person, he put down sticky things and I removed all the sticky things. I think there's nothing more evil than those little sticky pads. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, no, that's cruel. Very it's, cruel. I, I mean, it, I, I, to me, that's just the cruelest thing ever. I sounds bad, but I'd rather them be snapped and like they die instantly. And like, that's sorry. And I like, I'm always like, sorry, sorry, sorry. Or you trap them and you release them and you try to get them lost somewhere. And you know, they just never see their family again, but you know, next time don't steal people's food. Um, <laughs> but yeah so this was like this was like a google that felt like an emergency <laughs> yeah that's that's really terrifying but also i think um the there's the uh threat to the building as well because i think it's illegal to like have mice in london because they can cause fires because they oh. can chew up the electrical wiring and, oh. and cause fires so you have to you have to get them exterminated oh. um so also worry about that so okay, besides cool. the bubonic plague yeah. and all the like coronavirus you're going to get from these mice, yes, um, cool, and the internal bleeding, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. your house is going to burn down. So cool. get them the fuck out. Good. I'll, I'll let my, I'll let my super know. Um, let's get personal. Let's get personal. Okay. Uh, what physical trait about yourself would you change if you could? I guess not. Like yeah. I mean, like, because you could change a lot of physical traits, but I think, like, uh, the question is, like, that's it. That's the only one you get to change. And um, I think of all the things I'd like to change about myself, I think my height, like, annoys me the most. Really? How much I have, how, how much more taller would you want to be? I want to be, I would like to be 5'4 to 5'6. So about, <gasps> I would like. 5'4 like is five. my dream height. Is it? <laughs> That's hilarious. Because there's a couple reasons. Because a, I feel I feel like my personality doesn't match my height. Like I've, you know, because people always come up to me after shows and go, "Oh my god, you are short. Like you seem so much taller. Like you seem like you have a taller personality." You're, you know. <laughs> um, but also because like my ass is so big that I feel like if I were taller, it would be awesome. You know, because. <laughs> But, well, because it'd be more in people's faces? I don't understand. Well, because it'd be more proportional. Because as it is now, like, I feel like now, um, <laughs> if I had a stool, I could just back up against it and be sitting down. Uh, like, if I were taller, I would feel like my ass would match that. And so I wouldn't feel so self-conscious about it. But I'm too short for the the size my butt is. Okay. 
And also, I just like to be able to fucking reach things. Like, yeah. I, I get mad because my my flatmate puts like these set of knives in the window, and, and I have to take them and move them to the counter because I can't see over them. Like, think about my <laughs> eye line. Like, I'd like to be able to see outside. This happens to me all the time, and I find it so embarrassing. Like, I'll go to a grocery store and I'll look everywhere for something, and I'll be like, I don't want to talk to anybody. I just want to, and then they'll be like they'll be like, oh, it's an aisle four. And I'm like, dude, I've been in aisle four like six times. It's not an aisle four. And then you just like look up and you're like, oh, I would have never found that. Like I would have never. Yeah. Not only would I have never found it, (laughs) I can't reach it. Like Helen Hong and I did like a a montage of us like reaching stuff at grocery stores. It was so funny. Yeah. I remember (laughs) that because I related like you, you use a different box to get another box and you throw a box to get Oh, dude, I've done all those things. And then- my mom always like reaches for shit with a knife. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like you kind of catch on to it and let it drop and then you pick it up. <laughs> my favorite is I'm, you know, I was a gymnast. So everything was like out of reach as kids. So we would just climb on the counters to get stuff. And I've never lost that habit. So like I've been doing it since I was like seven. And I can't tell you how many times like a roommate has walked in or like my boyfriend has walked in. And I, I look like a little kid stealing cookies. Just because yeah. I'm like, Dude, oh, I the had... mixer is on top of the counter and I have to like, yeah. I worked at a five star, five diamond hotel <laughs> in Beverly Hills. Do you know who goes there? Very, very rich producers and celebrities. And I had to get on countertops. To, like, I worked in the bar climbing up on the countertop to, to make them their drink. <laughs> and like, I don't know how they let me work there. I felt like they felt like they couldn't say anything because it would be some sort of discrimination. But like, <laughs> I'm like climbing onto things you must like, be oh, this tall you wanted to get the this top job. shelf whiskey all right here we go I'm just like jumping onto the counter although there's, then... there's something really funny about like a celebrity that's like hey I want this this whiskey and you're like well then you need to get it buddy like I don't know what to tell you like <laughs> yeah do you mind reaching that for me <laughs> the mint is over in the fridge it's on the top shelf yeah it's and actually like, it's kind of Sean Penn walking back into the kitchen getting me mint <laughs> yeah I'm being like the basement's kind of creepy could you actually go and get the stirs because I don't like going down there, down there by myself thank you so much Sean Penn. <laughs> You're nicer than anybody said you would be. Um, <laughs> um, you know, I, this is a hard one for me because I've tried to come with a lot of acceptance to my body as a woman in, in 2020. Um, mm-hmm. Mine is kind of like a tie, believe it or not, because like I will never change my nose. I've, I honestly, I've really learned that me not liking my nose has almost 100% to do with bullying and society. Like, I don't look at my nose and hate my nose. I look at my nose and like, I'd feel like people are going to say something about it because they have said something about it. But if I'm being really honest, I don't really think I hate my nose. What I do hate is my calves. And like, okay, I, your mom also hates her calves. I know. And I didn't realize that she also doesn't like her nose. So maybe she just kind of downloaded those insecurities onto me. But (laughs) um, she had you and looked at you and said, you have a terrible nose. I made, I'm, I made a, to the world. I made a baby that looks like me. Um, somebody pointed out, I posted something for Mother's Day and they're like, oh my God, you look exactly like your mom. And I was like, oh, I didn't realize that, but I do. I look exactly like my mom. I was like, oh, um, I have my, my dad's eyes, but everything your mom, else. I was just thinking like your mom is much more soft-spoken than you are. So I feel like you, you, cause I've heard your dad on the phone and he's, he's, he's very like uh, gruff. Yeah. Like abrupt. Like yeah. he's very like direct. Yeah. I feel like you got that from him. I yeah. love it. It's just <laughs> if you piss off my mom, it'll it'll come out. Um I curse like my mother. Um my dad okay. my dad is like very businessy and like get these orders in and my mom is like I'll fucking murder your family 
if you don't get off my fucking lawn. So I have a good mix it's of both. scarier coming from like a soft voice. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, and my oh, mom is my mom is it. my mom is the kindest person, but yeah, don't piss her off. Um so so I honestly think my answer is my calves, which could have been solved by height. So I think I do have a deep insecurity about my height. And I always say my dream height is 5'4". But the the biggest issue, like my mom kind of said, is that we have these big calves. I've known, I've had these. So it's funny. So, okay. So Carmen Lynch, who we brought up before, very funny comedian. She was my roommate for years and she is six feet tall. And I remember this so distinctly. One day she was like, how do I get that little shelf on your calves? And I was like, what are you talking about? And she I goes, love your calves. I, yeah, I agree, totally agree with her. She Go goes, on. you have a shelf. And I go, what does that mean? And she goes, when you make a muscle, you it like indents and you have like it separates and you have this. Shelf. And I was like, oh, sweetheart, that's just like, I don't know. I'm just like I have thicker thighs and, and legs. And you're because she's so tall. She's just like the stick of a woman. Um, which is not insulting, but like, she's just taller and thinner and I'm stockier. And I was like, that's just genetic. Like I think my, so I do think my muscles seem more profound on my body because I am stocky and like a thicker person, but like, I don't know, man. I just, the, I've had so, so much trouble finding boots that I like and my style, both jeans, pants, I mean like, like any kind of pants that I wear that aren't jeans, whatever, dresses, shoes, everything is around trying to make my calves look smaller. My style is depicted 100% because I'm trying to make certain things look smaller. I mean, my style is just like, uh, I don't know. I just, I just um, want pants to fit me like jeans. <laughs> like, I mean, like lengthwise. So like, um, so like, you know, that my boots all like my boots that come up to like my calves, they're, they're wide open. Like they, the, the shoelaces are undone. I mean, I didn't that, realize yeah, I've never tied my boots and my boot that style came about because a it it looks weird because you know I have thin ankles and then I have these big calves. So it just tying them looks weird, but also it's an illusion. It just makes my calves look smaller. You know, it's so it, funny cuz I've admired your calves. I'm like, Jesus Christ, like I want those calves and then here you are saying this is the one thing and you only get one change. You would change about yourself. Yeah, they just they they need to be smaller. <laughs> Okay. I told them I've, I've whispered to them. I was like, could, cause you can't lose weight. Like I, I've been pretty skinny. They, they, I've been an athlete. Like that's, I, I had coaches make fun of my calves as a gymnast. Like it's literally oh, been a trait thought. since I was a kid. I mean, my coaches were very relentless, but they, they had like a ballerina background and I was like, I get it. Abuse is a part of that. Could we take <laughs> it down a notch? I was like, Jesus Christ. It's so weird when like you realize that other people's body issues were just downloaded on you and it doesn't have to just be your family. But like I had yeah. these Russian and Polish coaches that like came from like a very like gymnastics ballerina background and they'd be like, what is this? And you're just like, all right, Svetlana, like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Like, cool. so unfair. Like, I, had, I had two coaches when I was younger named Olga and they are every stereotype you can think of. Like, just like, like so particular and so mean. And you're like, I'm nine. Like, you need to calm <laughs> down. This is, my parents are paying for you to yell at me. Like, please stop. But yeah, I don't know why that's like such a deep, deep insecurity, but it is. Okay. You have great thighs. Um, <laughs> and I'm just hitting on you. Um, I like your pillowy lips. <laughs> Maria, are you trying to be my bestie all over again? I guess so. I, I just, I feel like I need to like up my game or something. Yeah, it's yeah. Like I didn't realize I was 
And I realized I was falling so far behind. <laughs> yeah. Um, topic? Let's hear from our sponsors. I don't know about you, but like I was struggling during the pandemic to find toilet paper for the first month to the point where like I called my dad to be like, could you send me toilet paper? Which is like a weird, usually it's money. It was one of those things where like most people are like, hey, I might need money. And I'm like, dad, I might need toilet paper. But that's what makes me so excited. We have real toilet paper sponsoring us this week. I don't think that's the way to go into that, but that's fine. Real makes incredibly soft three-ply toilet paper delivered straight to your door. Because it isn't like two-ply like the good stuff. Three-ply is like a pillow for your <laughs> bum. But it's made from sustainable bamboo. For every roll that you buy, Real helps people in need access clean toilets, which is just awesome. And um, you can get it at realpaper.com. That's R-E-E-L-P-A-P-E-R.com. I shouldn't be allowed to spell. And if you use the promo code 2NONDOCTORS, that's the number 2 N-O-N-D-R-S. You get 10% off a single purchase or your first subscription order plus free shipping in the U.S. Now back to the show. Okay, so um, this one, I, I'm curious because I think we came from different angles on this one, but um, how, do you, how do you find out you're allergic to something? Well, I know how you would methodically find out if you were allergic <laughs> yeah. to something. I just sneeze a lot and go, well, I think it might be that thing. Because like um, growing up, I was told how I was allergic to something, which was penicillin and dust and cats or some shit. Um, and then, huh? I was going to say, how did you find out you're allergic to penicillin? Do like Nearly is- dying. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's the way to do it. Great. <laughs> I think. I really don't know. I mean, I'm sure that my parents just took me in for an allergy test. You can do that, right? And like, you just take your kids in. Like my friend Ammo found out her her daughter is allergic to eggs. You just find out. When I did oh, one fairly recently, like in I think like five years ago or something, they told me I was allergic to oak. And I was like, I don't know. Oak, like know the tree? True. Yeah. Oh. And I was like, I don't remember ever having any issue with oak. But then I realized like um, when I drink what, red wine, I get very stuffy. Like my nose gets, I always thought it was Ooh. the sulfites. But maybe because like the oak barrels, like I don't know if wine, I think oh. they're aged in oak barrels. Maybe it's that. Oh, that's interesting. So I guess there's like certain, because I know people like, of course, when you go to the doctor, they're like, what are your allergies? And like, you're supposed to like list everything. And then like, what medications are you allergic to is clearly very important because if something goes wrong in a surgery or whatever, like they go for like the main things to help save you. I feel like by the time somebody's in their thirties, they know what medicines they're allergic to because bad things have happened. And I do think there's a, a bit of trial and error. Like my, my boyfriend's allergic to cats and that's, he wasn't, he, we, we call it, uh, uh, adult onset cat allergy because he wasn't when he was younger. And then just some time in his thirties, he just, I don't know if it's just like meeting older women. <laughs> <laughs> he just all of a sudden was like, I don't know, older women and, and cats make me sneeze. And I go, Oh, interesting. I also think our bodies change so much that like, I don't know. I, I mean, this is a, we'll kind of go backwards later, but like, I, I, there's allergies that I had as a kid that I didn't realize they were allergies. And then there's allergies that developed as an adult because of, I don't know, abusing my body with crappy food or situations. Or I never I- understood why you had such issues with your body until the last episode we recorded that um, you were talking about mixing ketchup, honey, mustard, and honey. <laughs> I haven't gotten over that. And um, I just, I'm just like, it makes so much sense now. Like you were absolute disgusting sugar junkie. (laughs) Yeah, no, I do think like sugar broke down my body. I mean, I grew up on like microwavable meals, cereal, um, anything that was like packaged, like 
you know, my parents did their best, but also they had five kids and worked like 80 hour weeks. Like if you could make microwave it on yourself, like you were a great kid. I don't know. So like I, can I just know what your allergies are? So, so the last allergy test, I remember him saying oak and soy, which again, soy, I, I never have any, I don't feel like I have any problem when I eat tofu or soy sauce or anything like that. So I'm not sure about there's, that. Um, but there's, mm-hmm. there's short term and there's long term. So like, also like, I feel like I should have done a little bit of more research, but like there's, there's the, the true definition of an allergy, which is like, it's within 20 minutes. Like, you know, you eat, like, again, my boyfriend has a, uh, um, uh, what is it called? Like whatever shrimp is like a, like, um, shellfish, shellfish. Thank you. He has a shellfish allergy. So like, that's immediate, like he eats shellfish and he starts to kind of puff up as opposed to, um, like I'm allergic to yeast, but I don't, I have immediate results, but it's not like my throat closes. It's like I start to get itchy. Um, my stomach hurts. Um, I have long-term effects if I keep eating yeast. So I, I should probably almost look it up. Like there's, there's two different forms of allergies or there's like grades or something. Like assuming we edit this part out while you're looking it up, do you want to talk about, um, like how it feels like more and more people are allergic to more and more things like peanuts and, um, like people are dying from really seemingly. Yeah. Yeah, Or like the fact that like gluten allergies, but yes. I guess, like, because your allergies seem different than mine. Like, you seem to have more, like, stuff allergies and a couple of food allergies, and mine seem to be more food allergies. Yeah, I think, um, I think I'm affected by dust. I th- I'm sure I'm affected by, like, whatever, like, is flying through the air when, like, you know, when people get hay fever. I don't exactly know what hay fever is, but I sneeze a lot. Um, and I think it's, I think there's, um, I think that has to do with whatever pollen is in the air. I just, I don't know. Oh, this is kind of crazy. Okay, so it says the most most common food allergy signs and symptoms. Tingling and itching in the mouth, uh, hives, itching, eczema, swelling of the lips, face, tongue, throat, or other parts of the body, wheezing, nasal congestion, trouble breathing, abdominal pain, diarrhea, nausea, vomiting, dizziness, lightheadedness, fainting. That last one, I was like, whoa, crazy. <laughs> How long do food allergy symptoms last? Overall, the the rash could subside within a day or two. Um, it's possible to have a second wave of food allergy symptoms um, that may occur up to four hours after the initial reaction, although they say this is rare. I think I might be allergic to some sort of nuts because um, I remember eating like a, a mixed nuts and I just felt like my throat was itching a lot. Like it wasn't anything serious. It just I, it just felt like like I kept like trying to itch the back of my throat. So so. Itchy throat is like weird. Okay, so like we when we think of an itchy throat, what's the first thing you think of? You think, oh no, I'm getting sick. And so knowing that symptom kind of changed how I saw food and how I understood allergies because I would get an itchy throat or I would get kind of stuffy. And that's another thing, like kind of getting stuffy or a, a, a runny nose. We all think immediately, oh no, I'm getting a cold. But when it only lasts a couple of hours or a day, it's almost a telltale sign that you're allergic to something. And that really changed everything for me because I started to really, because I was aware of it, I started to really start to notice, oh, I'm allergic to this. It might not be a horrible, like my throat's not closing. I'm not breaking out in a rash, but my body clearly doesn't like it. Yeah. And that's why I think I'm allergic to red wine because I do get, I, I get very stuffy. And it lasts for what, like a couple hours, a day? A couple hours or like, you know, the next morning if I'm hungover, it's just, it's all, it's all like the hangover plus the, 
itchy, watery, running eyes and like yeah. allergy symptoms. Yeah. And like you said, it could just be what holds the wine or it could just like, that's the other thing is like, what sucks about it is, um, containers, um, um, how things are like kind of transported, that kind of stuff can affect it. So, or like I just read the other day, don't ask me why I read this, but, um, uh, most people when they're, they're allergic to chocolate, they're actually not allergic to chocolate. They're allergic to roaches because there's a, you're allowed to have a certain amount of roach in chocolate. Cause I guess it's like just not possible to not have insects oh my in, God. in your food apparently. So, so really like, it's really hard to deduce. And that's clearly not on the labels of the food label. Like it's just like cocoa milk, <laughs> roaches. So a lot of people that think they're allergic to chocolate are actually allergic to roaches. Oh, wow. Yeah. Isn't that sad? Yeah. For, for me and my love of chocolate. Yeah. Same. Just ruining <laughs> chocolate for our chocolate. listeners. So I, I've done a couple of different ways of finding out. Cause like I've, I basically was starting to like, I, now I know that I was kind of, I had all these allergies since I was a kid and we kind of talked about it in our eczema psoriasis. Um, episode because that is a sign like I've cut so many things out of my diet and I have almost no eczema now because of it but ignoring eczema um I didn't really think I had any allergies I just had all these stomach problems and I didn't think much of it and then I was so sick and I was repeatedly getting sick in my early 20s that um my dad, I don't know if he read a book or he went to some seminar. He's always like learning weird stuff, but it was a blood test and now looking there are people that say blood test allergies aren't as efficient, but I've kind of done now both the blood test, the elimination diet. I've done everything but the scratch test, which is another way to find out about allergies. But I did a blood test and it came back that I was allergic to yeast, which I was starting to think I was. Um, or actually, I thought it was gluten because I, I didn't really think – you really don't think about yeast that wasn't the hot 10 years ago. That wasn't the hot button allergy. It was gluten. So <laughs> I just assumed it was gluten. And then it came back to be a thing that was in bread, which was yeast. So I was allergic to yeast and kidney beans. And I was like, kidney beans. I love chili. That's I crazy. Love kidney beans. That sucks. I know. And I kept making chili because I was like, no, you're wrong test. <laughs> and then I started to pay attention to how much my stomach hurt and how uncomfortable I would feel. And I was like, oh shit, I am. So now, and what's crazy about it is because I eliminated kidney beans, if they're accidentally in something I eat, I have different allergy symptoms than I did when I was eating them all the time. So if I had chili when I was 25, my stomach would hurt. But now if I have chili, I would get my, my throat would be itchy. My nose would be runny. Like it's, it's weird how the symptoms have kind of changed because I took it out of my diet. Do you know what that is? I don't know what it is. It could just be actual awareness. Like maybe I wasn't aware when I was 25 that that was happening or um, it's that might be a more severe symptom of an allergy. And by taking it out of my diet, um, putting it back in only makes it more severe. Like more, more and more people say that's what happens is by like, you know, when somebody goes on like a cleanse or like a deep diet and they do it for a couple of months or a year or so, when they go back to those shitty foods, they get extra sick or they feel more uncomfortable when they go back to them. Like your body, your body doesn't, your body stops being able to process crap. Like the reason why we can all eat McDonald's and all this stuff. And most people are kind of fine is because your body is very adaptable and it eventually just goes, okay, you're only going to give me crap. I'm going to work with it the best I can. But once you eliminate the crap, 
your body goes, your body's like, oh, we're, we're eating vegetables. We're eating, you know, organic meat. This is exciting. But when you try to bring crap back, your body's like, no, 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 no. We don't know how to do this anymore. It's, um, it's like a domesticated animal. It's like, well, we're not out in the wild. I have no idea what to do. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. They're I've, like, ooh. I've been pampered. I've been. I'm sorry. Is um, this water Evian? Because it seems like there's yucky <laughs> stuff in it. But I, I do think more and more people do the elimination test, which is like, there's the hot button I should probably look that up like the 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 seven biggest allergies um seven food allergies um okay the big ones are wheat soybean fish milk peanut egg shellfish sesame celery and then tr- and then a tree nut allergy oh dude sesame could you imagine if you were allergic to sesame you wouldn't be able to have tahini you wouldn't be able to I don't think you have hummus anyway like you wouldn't be able to have baba ganoush you wouldn't be able to have halva oh that's so sad yeah. I don't like that. One. Um, <laughs> <So sad. laughs> um well what's hard is like I don't care about soy, but it's in chocolate. Like that's I know a bunch of people that had to like go to like dark chocolate because soy is in so much milk chocolate. You know, wheat is clearly, you know, bread and stuff. Fish, I mean, it would make me sad with sushi. Um I think we I think it's very easy to become lactose intolerant because you have to keep the enzymes up to keep being able to digest it. So when you eliminate it or like every time you kind of are like, you know what, I'm not going to go off milk. I'm going to go off milk. I'm going to do almond milk from now on. And maybe you do almond milk for a couple of months. And then you're like, I don't, you know what? I hate almond milk. There's too much sugar in it. I'm not doing this. And you go back. It kind of makes it harder for you to go back because you have to kind of, I don't scientifically really know what I'm saying, but you do have to like have enzymes to continue to do that peanut allergies i'm so curious like why in the last i don't know it doesn't feel like the last 15 years that's become like the murderer of children yeah it does feel like the past couple generations of kids have been allergic to peanuts to like deathly ill of peanuts and i'm not sure I mean, there obviously are there all the comedian jokes of like, like if a bag of peanuts is going to kill you, maybe you should, die, you know, but like, what is that? What, why so, should I Google that right now? Well, you could, I, I'll say this, this is what I know about peanuts. Like, and I, when I was going on very strict diets, they were like, peanuts themselves aren't innately bad for you, but how we grow them is. So they basically say there's no real way to grow peanuts without them growing fungus because I don't know, something about the moisture and how they are grown or whatever. But what they're kind of trying to say is that, again, like you might not be allergic to chocolate, you might be allergic to roach carcasses, it might be the same thing with peanuts, like you might not be allergic to peanuts, you might be allergic to the fungus that grows on them, because we don't safely, they even say like organic peanuts that are like, it's so apparently so hard to grow peanuts without fungus growing on them. And fungus is like a big issue. Yeah, but like, why would that why would that increase? Because because even this article is like, yes, it's like increased significantly over the last several decades. Um, and there's a hygiene hypothesis. How people live in developed countries may have an impact on childhood allergies, including peanut allergies. Babies born in developing countries have lower incidence of allergies than those in developed countries. But if a family moves to a more developed country, their children's incidence of childhood allergies increases. So simply being in the environment of a developed country seems to change things. Uh, that suggests that the children who have more exposure to germs and certain infections at a very early age develop immune systems that are better suited to uh, differentiating harmless substances from harmful substances. So basically, when I went to Egypt when I was three, it was probably the best thing they could have done for me because nothing fucks with me. 
I mean, they even say that a little bit about New York City, like our subways are so nasty. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? I do think like I've always been a little bit anti um, uh, Purell. Like I, yes, wash your hands. Like I'm not whatever, but like this, every time you touch something, you have to Purell your hands because you need to have some bad bacteria. Like you need to build up your immune system. Like, again, I'm not telling you to have your kids lick poles, but yeah, I just, I don't understand why it's like the gluten one. I do understand like gluten allergies kind of spiking is because we don't, the, the wheat, our parents, um, uh, grew up with like the wheat plant, like that genetic line of wheat is so different from the genetic line of wheat that we have now. And basically what I've read is that the gluten, which is like basically gluten is what makes things sticky. It, it's the reason bread stays together and what have you is like 10 times higher. So because there's literally more gluten in the wheat strand that we eat, as opposed to our parents and our grandparents, our body apparently is like, no, thank you. And that's why. Is it, is it because, is it how we're cultivating wheat now? Um, as opposed to how we did it 40 years ago? Um, yeah, but it's like, like, but it's literally the strand. Like it's literally like, so I'm not celiac. I've, I've tested for it. I don't have celiac, but I definitely think, and this again, isn't from a blood test. It's just from life, I can tell that I, I, my body doesn't like it. Like it just, it gets sad. (laughs) I have a sad allergy to gluten. So I I do my best not to eat too much of it. But when I do eat too much of it, I I don't feel good. My eczema starts to get worse, blah, blah, blah. So, but when I, when I travel overseas, when I go to London, when I go to Italy, you know, especially Europe, I eat pasta and it doesn't affect me the same way when I eat it here. And I think even just their strands that they have in Europe is a, dr- a different strand than we have in America. And then you can even see it on like our wheat, like they strip all the nutrients out and then they put like bullshit American nutrients in it. And like, we could be affected by that. Like, it's just like, I don't think people realize how much America has mutated their food. Like, so we would say like, wheat is good for you. And you're like, maybe, but not the ones that we have, not the bullshit made it grow faster, taller wheat that we have. Yeah, all the preservatives we put in it. Because I think the bakery bread that you can get that's like freshly baked and will 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 go bad in like four hours. I think that's fine for you. I just think it's like the store-bought, processed, preservative-packed, fortified with breads are the ones really fucking people up. Um, yeah, I think, I, I I think preservatives, I the, the same way that preservatives keep things to last longer on the shelf is also like it's staying in your body longer and your body doesn't know how to process it. I mean, I'll, I could go on a rant about how bad high fructose corn syrup is for you. Like your body yeah. literally doesn't know how to process it. But America makes corn. We make so much corn and we figured out all the, and it's so cheap for us that we found all the different ways to use corn. Corn as a sugar, corn as, you know, whatever, like cornbread. <laughs> I don't know. There's tons of other yeah. ways we use corn. Feed our cattle corn and then exactly. eat the cattle. Because that's our cheap product and we as Americans make money off it, we have convinced people and other manufacturers to use it. And it's, it's the reason that we're literally the fattest country. Like our body cannot process it. I honestly, and I'm oversimplifying, but I genuinely think uh, preservatives are the biggest culprit for everything. And like, um, there's that book, French women don't get fat. Cause like they eat croissants, they eat chocolate, yeah. they eat chocolate croissants. I eat chocolate croissants, but, it, <laughs> but like, <laughs> As they walk around more, they live in a city where they can bike or walk around. And also like their stuff is fresh. Like if you go to a bakery, you know, you know, the ingredients that are put in it, it's, it's butter, flour, sugar, but it's not 
you know, whatever chemicals are put in it to keep it fresh for weeks while it sits on the shelf. That's why I like they every bakeries. And, and and you're not going to like Kroger's going and we and and we're not delusional about how expensive it is to eat fresh. Like I mean, that's uh, eating fresh is a luxury in this country. I mean, it's it's really expensive and and things go bad quicker. Like I I also understand when you're just trying to put food on a table. You know, as somebody that did grow up on microwavable meals and canned soup, and that's why when people are struggling with simply health and or or their their weight, they they tell you to stop eating packaged food. Like just yeah. that alone, but yeah, I, but it is a time thing. It is a, a a finance financial thing. But I would say even if you can't afford an allergy test, it's so simple. Like what they actually tell you. So I kind of listed, and it's really easy to Google like these top seven allergies or whatever. And I think I named more than seven, by the way. Um, I didn't even okay. know celery was one. I was like, this list is crazy. Um, <laughs> I had no idea. But um, the best thing you could do is what you do is you take out the the top seven or eight top allergies, you take all of them out of your diet and then you slowly take, you decide to put one back in and you see how your body reacts. So, yeah. you know, you take out the wheat, you take out the soy, you take out the fish, and then you decide, okay, this week I'm just going to eat anything with soy. So, you know, this chocolate boy has soy in it. I'm going to have soy milk in my latte. You just kind of go on a little bit of a soy binge and you see how your body reacts because well, what symptoms are you looking for? You're looking for the itchy throat. You're looking for like stomach hurting. Yeah. So you're looking for, for rashes. You're looking for, let's see if your eczema flares up, uh, your throat is itchy, your stomach hurts. Um, you could feel uh, tired. Like you're basically seeing how your body reacts to it. And then again, you eliminate it again and see, okay, if I go without it and then you could be like, okay, soy might be a problem. But like, I literally did that with gluten in the sense that if I have gluten once in a week, nothing really happens. But I went to Japan and I had gluten probably three meals a day. My eczema flared up. My stomach was hurting all the time. Um, my throat would be itchy a lot. And so I literally, in the middle of this trip, I switched to rice-based meals. Okay. So they didn't have better wheat. I didn't think they did, honestly. And I don't know what that is. I just know Europe. I don't feel that way. But I'll okay. also be honest that I was eating three meals a day. Even when I was eating gluten in high school and college and didn't think anything of it, I never had gluten three meals a day. Like they don't really have breakfast. So we were eating like they just have like bread or they will have like rice and egg. And like, I don't know, I, I really struggled to figure out what my meals were there in a healthy way. And then, of course, you're like on vacation and you're like, whatever, I'm going to have dumplings all day, every day. And <laughs> they were delicious. But my body was like, no, Liz, no, thank you. But there's a lot of free ways. It's a little more tedious, but I do think you can easily find out that you're allergic to something without even seeing a doctor. And sometimes I think they're even more concrete because a doctor might be like, you're not allergic. And you're like, it just doesn't make me feel good. And I think it's, yeah. it's better to just kind of trust your gut, literally as opposed to, this is where I'm going to say that we're smarter than doctors. No, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, the elimination diet isn't exactly easy. It's like you have to cut everything out and then slowly reintroduce it. It's it's time consuming. You have to pay attention to how you feel. And And you got to read labels, which is exhausting. Yeah. Can we ask, I want people to tell us about weird allergies they've had. Like ones that like are just like not on anybody's radar. Just like we had somebody write in and say they had a nickel allergy and it wasn't actually eczema. But I'm curious, like, you got a ferret and you found out you're, I don't know anybody's allergic to ferrets. They're just, maybe because sure nobody has is. ferrets. Tell us <laughs> about your allergies. Yeah, I kind of want to know. I'm, I'm very curious, both um, food and like 
physical, I don't know, a certain tree haunts you. Like you can't go into a forest because one tree is going to make you sad. But yeah, I definitely want to hear about allergies. I would love to hear if like we've missed a different way. Cause like I said, there's the elimination diet, there's the blood test, there's the scratch test. I don't know too much about the scratch test. Um, but I just know you go to a doctor and they like scratch you with different things and then they see how your your you inflame, like and which ones your body reacts to. But if there's different tests, I would love to hear about those. Um we we want to hear from you. We, we want you to, if you have, we all know everybody's not in the place to be giving money and that's okay. Uh, but if you would like to support us, that would be lovely. And I think that's it. Oh, and then yep. write to us, two non-doctors, two, the number, nine, N-O-N. Not the bread. <laughs> yeah. Doctors, full word doctors at gmail.com. Um, and new Find episode. us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. And uh, we haven't we haven't broke TikTok yet, but individually we are on TikTok. Yeah, individually we put things up on TikTok. We're TikToking. Um, we're just women in our thirties TikToking. <laughs> we're hoping they make it- for your attention, please. Yeah, we're just trying to get anybody to realize that we have a podcast. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate it. Bye. Bye. New topic is why Liz is a friend to her. <laughs>